Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy. At Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Callahan, creator of Jean-Claude Van Johnson. And this is Peter Atencia, the director of Jean-Claude Van Johnson, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Pop Culture Con 2020, taking place this year on America's birthday. And Kellen. Yep, and um, his, his stick. Yep, and his stick. Uh, he likes to pick up garbage now. By garbage, I mean like... He's an urban forager now? Yeah, like sticks like that or rocks. And he says, I'm going to take it home with me. And they end up in my car. I guess okay. it's better than him wanting a Porsche or something. Yeah, I guess. Um, so yeah, so now we have a collection of stuff. Um, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week we saw good boys and we'll tell you if you see the movie, play the trailer, spoil it. And we also talk about movies that we've seen movie news and Blu-rays that are coming out and a bunch of movie stuff as well. Uh, Brad, you just got done recording commentary for your 24, 48 hour film project film. I did. It was a lot of fun. Um, you, there's probably going to be, I don't know, eight or 12 audio tracks on the Blu-ray wow. this year. So a lot of fun stuff to listen to. And um, um, when can we expect a Blu-ray to drop? Are you going to do a premiere of it? Um, uh, how's that going to happen? No, no premiere. Uh, but we, while we were doing the commentary, we had the idea to do, um, you know, I guess I can spoil it because uh, it's going to be a while before it goes online yet. Um, but... Um, so there's, there's a serial killer in the movie called Jack Jasmine Bursland. Um, and in the past on Blu-rays, like for the Cardigan and Sorrow, uh, like Adam did a little mini, I guess, PSA for, uh, or like a, a, a pilot for a fake show about cheese plates. Cause that was like based on hipsters and everything. Mm-hmm. So this one, uh, we thought of it today. We want to do like a making a murderer style, like mini documentary about Jack nice. Jasmine Bursland. Nice. <laughs> so that's going to take you a little while. Um, but uh you know the, they just announced the uh audience choice winners we were not one of them but cook street's deal breaker was you know i i voted i gave it one of my three votes and uh the best of will be september 12th 
Cool. At the Mayans. So, and this um, is selected by the judges, right? Yeah, there's a bunch of anonymous judges that uh, are combing through all the all the films, okay. Um, okay. you know, giving percentages to certain bits of the criteria. You know, they're just making their choices. So, um, I think next week they're going to announce what those. They usually pick like twelve to fifteen films cool. to go to the best of. So hopefully next week we're a part of that. And uh, you know, if not, it's all good. I'll still go to the best of see people's films again support the community um and then uh yeah if it does go to the best of i'll be able to put it online pretty soon cool um but if it does go to the best of it'll be just a little bit longer <laughs> nice <laughs> mike so, and i have to go through and like tweak some things do you do that with all your 40 hour films you go back and tweak them after they've all they've been released and for made, the most part yeah. um uh like we'll, we'll you know, we, we get everything that we can do, do in the time, but like there's some compositing things that I didn't get done that I wanted to that I'll go ahead and put back in. Um, you know, if we end up winning out, uh, we'll probably prolong that. Mm. Um, and on the Blu-rays, I usually put both cuts on there. Nice. So you can watch what was turned in versus what the we special polished. Edition. Yeah. But online, it's usually just the final. Cool. Um, so yeah, we, we uh, you know, sometimes there's some sound things that Mike's like, oh, you know, if I had a little more time, this would sound better. So we do that kind of stuff. Uh, do, have you watched Endgame on Ultra HD? The just the yeah just, yeah. Did you notice that the Captain America thing that you film uh, that you required legally? They re-edited it, and he doesn't change sides anymore. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, because I I kept an eye out on that, and so at the beginning of the scene, he starts out on um, Hulk's right. And then he moves over to the left, and he never goes back to the right. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Like, yeah. that they let them tweak it after. Because hmm. I, I watched that closely. I mean, I'm pretty sure he didn't do it again. Because it was pretty obvious when you pointed it out. At the at our 400th at episode. Our 400th yeah. episode. Wow, I got to watch that. I was thinking about it, but I, I got sucked into the story and forgot yeah. about it. But, um, wow. Or, I, I mean, I could have got sucked in the story, and I just missed the change. Yeah. But... I really remember him starting on the right and they showing him walking behind Hulk to the left. Yeah. I mean, as long as he stays over there, that's, yeah. And then solves everything, but he never comes back. I don't think I'm pretty sure, but it's interesting that they would do that because they didn't fix it for like the, the hoodie in infinity war for Tony Stark. Yeah. It still disappears. Hmm. I don't know. hmm. No, maybe, maybe I got sucked in the story. I missed it too, but I, I was going to bring that up. That'd be crazy if it didn't. Yeah. Hey, Brad, take us around town. Now. Do it. Hey, film buddies. Follow me around Denver. This week, uh, The Midnight at the Esquire is The Goonies, uh, August 23rd and 24th. I'm saying that because we're a week behind on posting this (laughs) episode, so... Uh yeah, this episode for August twenty third and twenty fourth, the Goonies, which I might go see because I like I, Goonies wasn't like a thing of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you never seen it? I've seen it before, but like that's why I would go this weekend is to refresh yeah, myself. Yeah, there's a Alamo movie party of it coming out too. Yeah, and I was just thinking because I went and saw Good Boys at the Alamo that they totally fat shame Chunk one his name. Yeah, and two they make they force him to do the uh, truffle, truffle shuffle. shuffle before they let him come in. Like wow. Times have changed. Yeah, it's, it's just like last week when uh with the Monster Squad, yeah, all their like homophobic slurs. It's like, huh, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're kids, especially yeah. the movie this week. So oh yeah, week. no, the kids are assholes. Um, it, it is funny. Be careful, buddy. He's gonna stab me in the eye with that. I'll be saying, be like, anyways. <laughs> well, at least your wife's a nurse. Yeah. Um. Hey, we got a new catching the classics oh. with Corinne. Oh, you got the drive-in. Oh yeah. Uh, the drive-in is Lion King, Toy Story Four, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So that seems so weird. They end it with Once Upon a Time. That's a three-hour-long movie. Yeah. Um, I, 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 they, I bet it was cheap to program or maybe too. Cause now the sun goes down sooner. Maybe yeah. it makes more sense. Cause it probably starts what at 11. They've also had like, like kid friendly lineup for a long, like most of the summer. So they probably wanted to put something adult back. I think the last adult thing was John wick three. Wow. Yeah. So that was a while ago. Anyway. Nice. Uh, and then yeah, the best of is, uh, the 48th at the Mayan September 12th again. So tickets are available online at landmark com. So just find Denver Mayan. Get those thirteen dollars tickets, and it—I mean, how much are the tickets? Thirteen dollars, and it's—it's it's almost an all-day long thing. Because I mean, how how long does it take to go through all of it? Oh no, the best of is usually just two hours. Oh, they don't include the audience ones. The audience ones are part of the best of. Okay, but so, then if they choose twelve, how long is each film? Well, they—they've already picked five because of the audience ones. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, roughly maybe ten more. Oh, okay, and they're all max eight minutes. So 80. Yeah, I guess it's only a couple hours. Yeah. So, and then there's like the award ceremony afterwards. And so you yeah. get your money's worth is what we're saying. Yeah. It's totally fun. Like, and if you didn't go to the, the main screenings last week and then, you know, you're, you're getting to see the, the best of the best all at one time. Instead yeah. Of you can get through the, in two hours, the, the crap, unless you're not in there, then they voted wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we're not in there, it's not the best of the best. <laughs> yes. You should still go anyway. Anyway, so that's what's going on around town. Cool. This is Catching the Classics with Corinne. Hey, nerds. Corinne here for part 23 of Catching the Classics, where I watch famous and popular movies I've never seen before and send in my review. This week, all of you voted for me to watch Four Weddings and a Funeral, which, incidentally, Netflix was rated 99% for me, so I was apparently supposed to really, really like this movie. And... Um, it it was, it was, it was all right. It was pretty good. I would watch it again. Um, but it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. I don't know. Um, I guess I should say going into the movie, I knew Hugh Grant was in it. I knew this was like one of his first, um, like bigger roles that he did. Um, I knew it was called Four Weddings and a Funeral, so... Presumably there would be four weddings and a funeral in it. And honestly, that was kind of about it. I knew it was kind of like a rom-com sort of deal, but I didn't know a lot about this movie going into it. Um, <laughs> but just watching it, I, I was like every single person on screen. I was like, I know them from something somewhere. You know, I watch like a ton of British programs like miniseries and movies and tv shows and inevitably like pretty much everyone in this cast has been in something or other that i've seen so half the time i was just trying to like place them i was like i know him from somewhere where have i seen that guy or oh she looks familiar i i I think i'm you know the whole time I'm, i'm just sitting there like that um what did I what did I like about the movie? I I, th- I thought the cast was really charming. Um Hugh Grant looks like really good in this movie. I don't I guess I always thought Hugh Grant was like a little overrated. 
I never really like I I thought he was a good actor, but I never thought he was like hot. But okay, I kind of get it now. He's he's very hot in this movie. <laughs> um, I thought he and and uh, uh, Carrie, I thought they had pretty good chemistry. Not like perfect, but you know, pretty good. Um, it did have an emotional core to it once you kind of get to the funeral part. Um, and I appreciated that. I guess for me, it took a little bit too long for the emotional core to kind of come to the forefront of the movie. And, I, you know, I kind of get that. They did have to kind of, you know, give you the kind of cast of characters and give you kind of their situations and what's going on. Um, but I just kind of wish that something more substantial would have come up sooner because I felt like we kind of got dropped into the middle of a very different movie whenever the funeral part came up. But, I mean, it was good when it happened, but it was just, I don't know, it was kind of not very well transitioned into or something. Um, I, I, I guess the biggest problem for me um, is kind of twofold. And that it, it has to do a lot with um, Charles and Carrie's dynamic. These are two people who have had a very, very brief interaction, very brief relationship, if you can even call it that. Connection is probably a better word. Like, they met each other twice, you know, very briefly, months apart, and all of a sudden he's like, I'm in love with you, and... It's like, I, I mean, this is not a problem with just this movie. This is a problem with a lot of movies. It's like, no, you're not in love with her. You're attracted to her. And I'm not saying your attraction isn't valid because, I mean, she is very attractive and obviously they do have great chemistry, but it just seems like a lot to be jumping into when you don't know this person that well. And obviously she's getting married to somebody else, so... Mm-hmm. And I did not, I didn't really like her whole thing where she was engaged, but then she slept with Charles and that was weird. But I, I, I did think it, it brought up a good question of, you know, what is kind of the purpose of marriage and, you know, you know, who is it that you should be looking for to marry? You know, is it, you know, this kind of true love, you know, for love at first sight kind of concept or is it, you know, like uh, Tom? Was that the character's name? The, the rich guy. <laughs> was it kind of what the rich guy said where he's like, yeah, you can just kind of settle down with somebody who can stand you and you can stand them and, you know, hopefully you make a life of it. And obviously it doesn't seem like it worked out for his parents, but, you know, and then of course he ended up getting struck by love lightning, as it were. <laughs> With his, what, second cousin or third cousin or something? That was funny. Yeah, there were a, f a few funny parts in this movie. Um, I guess eh, it's kind of like, okay, I like The Office. The U.S. Office, I've never seen the British version. But a lot of the things that they do on The Office where it's like that awkward humor and you're just kind of waiting for it to stop... And it's just, it's like you put a character in an awkward position and that's supposed to be funny. And for me, that's not funny. It just creates a lot of like weird tension and I just want the scene to end like immediately. Um, for instance, 
when Charles gets trapped in the room while the uh, the at the second wedding when the newlyweds are doing their thing and he's just kind of waiting for a opportunity to slide out of there. I was like, oh, please, just let this end. Let this end now. And <laughs> I mean, that's that's not humorous to me. So there are a couple of instances like that in the movie where people who have a different sense of humor than me would probably enjoy it, but I don't enjoy those kinds of things. So, But there were still definitely some funny parts. The, at the second wedding, when he's seated at the, the table from hell with all of his like ex-girlfriends or ex-flames, that, that was pretty good. So, yeah. Uh, like I said, I would watch it again, but I didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to, or as much as apparently Netflix thought I was going to. 99% match. Anyway, um, I'll give it, I'll give it like a three and a half out of five. Or if we're not doing the half star systems, we'll round it up to four. So three and a half or four stars out of five. So this week I did the rom-com. So next week I'm thinking I'm going to do a more dramatic romance. And I'm going to tackle Room with a View because I've never seen it. I've never read the book either, so I know there's a bunch of like famous people in it, and I really have been meaning to watch it for a long time, so I'm going to tackle that next week. Talk to you all soon, and hope you had fun at your movie this week. Bye. She keeps picking things I've never seen. Uh, so I chose for her to see uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, because it's a classic, as Paul Newman. Um, she chose to listen to the popular thing, because there's only me and one other person voted for <laughs> cat in a hot dinner room and she also gave it more uh a higher rating than top gun so mm, uh, nope sorry Corinne. <laughs> uh it's an all right movie it's four weddings and a funeral it's like a rom-com british fucking fuck shit hugh grant's in it you know there was a time remember like in the late mid 90s when he was everywhere and um, then he slept with a hooker and got busted and, and he was really everywhere. Yeah. Then Elizabeth Hurley dumped him because she's gorgeous. And that hooker was not, um, here, here's a lesson for you. If you have a model for a wife, uh, maybe not cheat on her with a hooker. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. His eyes are too big for his stomach. Yep. Fucking Hugh Grant. <laughs> Go back to Paddington too. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I think I heard recently that he thinks he considers that his best role. Really? Yeah. All right. I've had never seen the film, so I can't judge. Oh wow! You haven't. Oh yeah. Okay. Wow. You haven't seen either, right? No. I keep yeah. on meaning to, but for some reason I can't. Henry, find... calm down. Henry, guy, he's reaching through the phone from New York. <laughs> he's got that New York grip. <laughs> Laura sent me. So you know how I feel about patchouli. Yeah. It's garbage. So the new Yankee Candle for Halloween this year is patchouli. So it's like a cat that's just a patchouli scented cat. Oh, per truly, okay. And she put it on my Facebook feed, and I just responded with the Peter Griffin <laughs> gif of him hanging. Oh, I think you're going to do the, the epicac vomiting. <laughs> that would have been, <laughs> been more appropriate, but fuck it. Yeah. No, that's a versatile gif. Yeah. Oh, I use it for, everything. for everything. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the one I, I do the most. <laughs> um, here's some movie news for you folks out there. It's real news. I guess the biggest movie news of the week is Peter Fonda passed away. Um, long Just battle with night, cancer. Yeah. 
you know, I was never a big fan of Easy Rider. Yeah, um, I've never seen it. It's it's one of those films that is you know a '60s counterculture film, and it's a lot of them riding around on a motorcycle. It's all right. Yeah, I like the Ghost Rider that he was in a little more. <laughs> he played the devil, right? Yeah, yeah. Metastopheles. Just the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. That movie's garbage too. Yeah, well, um, he's really good in Three Ten to Yuma, uh, the remake with uh, uh, Christian Bale. Why did he play that? Uh, a guy. I, I forget his role, the name of his role, but he was part of the the guy yeah, acting. Yeah, but he's <laughs> one of those character actors that's in tons of things, and he pops up a lot, and you go, oh, yeah, Peter Fonda. Yeah. Um, Definitely but, bigger in the 70s. Yeah, and I mean, Easy Rider is such a big... It's I guess it's one of those films that we weren't around for, and we go back and watch it with the eyes that we have now, and, you know, it's all right. I mean... Yeah. Lots of famous people and Jack Nicholson's in it. Yeah. It was a big, you know, at that time when studios were in decline and indie films were on the rise. Yeah. Uh, it was a big uh, standout for that time. So I recognize its place in the culture. Yep. In history. And maybe one day I'll watch it again. Yeah. Don't know when, don't know how, but maybe one day. Uh, you know, I don't understand Netflix. Um, so they have all these things. You know, obviously you can stream them. And then I don't understand some of the things that they'll release on Blu-ray and then other things they won't. Uh, just because news dropped that they're releasing The Haunting on Hill House, which is really good. And what's even more surprising is they're releasing each episode how streamed and also as a director's cut. So they're adding more into it. And I don't understand why they'll do it for some things because I kind of want them to do an Adam Sandler like pack mm-hmm. where they just put all the movies that he was on Netflix on there. I think it's like six or seven now. Yeah. Um, but they haven't put anything out and then they put some of the Marvel stuff out, but they don't put it all out. Yeah. I think they're still like the fourth daredevil's not out yet. Yeah. And then they only have, I, cause I have Jessica Jones season one, but they don't have two or three. They don't have the defenders. Wait, did... there's only three daredevils, right? Maybe three. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I want glow. There's three seasons of glow because, now. I mean, it's not like I'm ever going to get rid of my Netflix account, but be nice to have them on you know yeah physical just in case they decide they're not going to put them on anymore yeah i wonder what their criteria is for that i don't know that it, it is... must i'm guessing maybe it's something they make with the studios that produce the films if it's not netflix only yeah um, maybe when they strike a deal like yeah. to produce the show they're like well you know you also have to release it on yeah because if marvel's like hey this is part of the mcu so it needs to come out for people who don't have netflix and i mean i don't know who actually made Hunting on Hill House. I thought it was just a Netflix thing, but maybe it's not. I don't know. So on the Blu-ray that's coming out, each of the new episodes is a director's cut? Yeah, plus uh, like a streaming, whatever, how it streamed. Um, Mortal Kombat is cast Liu Kang, Raiden, and Jax, and Melina. Um, So Who are those people? I have no idea who they are. They're all fresh faces? Yeah. uh, Some of them, like one of the dude is like the dude's playing Liu Kang is uh, a Power Ranger. Oh, um, so, you know, I don't know from them. the new movie. Yeah. Mm. Um, one of the guys is in Thor Ragnarok. Tada Nubu Asano. Uh, Australian newcomer Sissy Stringer is Jax. Hmm. Um, oh, wait, that doesn't make sense. I'm guessing that's Melina. This article's written weird. So it lists their name and then it lists the people. So I think uh, Makad Brooks is playing Jax. Tana Nubu Asanu is playing Raiden. Melina is Sissy Stringer. <laughs> there we go. I got it. And then Lu- Ludi Lin is uh, Liu Kang. 
Oh, yeah, that's the Power Ranger guy. Yeah, that's Power Ranger guy. Yeah. Um, but what's cool is uh, the writer of it's tweeted out that it's definitely going to be rated R, and there's definitely going to be fatalities in it, which makes sense. Um, nice. Because they should. <laughs> um, yeah. Because uh, it doesn't make any sense that there isn't fatalities in it, and it's not rated R. And I get they're trying to, guess, get a bigger audience, but I think stuff like uh, It and other R-rated stuff is John Wick proves you can have a huge movie. Yeah. Even if it's rated R, because that stuff doesn't matter. And if you don't, you're just turning away the fans, which is probably at this point your most reliable Cause, you know, audience. I, yeah, I've said, too, that um, uh, Daddy, Daddy. Uh, the, the new the Mortal Kombat movie is fun, but it feels like it's way neutered. You know, I want to see heads ripped off. Um, I mean, especially if you've, I mean, if you've seen the new Mortal Kombat, I mean, they rip out hearts and spines. Yeah. And, and that, that stuff like that doesn't matter, you know, um, especially since it's so cartoony. It's not, I wonder if it's part of like, well, if we do that to a character in the movie, mm-hmm. like they can't come back for the sequel, I guess because people won't be able to accept that, you know, they can be resp- respawned or something <laughs> I guess, yeah, <laughs> like the game does. Can I go get some, um, just a couple more things really quick. Uh, the John Wick director, Chad Stilisky, is overseeing action scenes for Birds of Prey. So um, I'm guessing they're filming it, and then they brought him on as a second unit director to make the action scenes really cool, which makes sense. He's, I mean, he can direct action scenes. Pretty pretty, uh, pretty creative, so yep. looking so forward to that. Fun. And I think that is it. Not a big week of news. That's cool. Doesn't yeah. have to be. Yeah. Oh, I guess uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, Ewan McGregor is coming back as Obi Wan. So it's not Disney a rumor. Yeah, actual it's... thing confirmed. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Why not? He's still young. Yeah. Well, I think it actually time frame it works because it obviously has to take place between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. So Revenge of the Sith is what thirteen years, sixteen years old. Yeah, sixteen years. Yeah. So he'll start getting into. I mean, Ewan McGregor's not that old. He's probably like in his 40s. Late 40s, yeah. It makes sense to me. Good on him. I mean, they make it so you have to get Disney Plus because besides Star Wars and all the Marvel stuff. They're making a strong case. Mm-hmm. And it's only $7. Oh, I guess uh, Viacom and CBS are merging. Yeah. So that's another streaming giant that you'll have to pay for. I only kept cable because it would cost me more money to cancel it keep the internet and then subscribe to the stuff I want. Um, ESPN history channel. Cause you can su- subscribe to them separately now, mm-hmm. but um, the internet was something like $110 by itself. And then ESPN plus is like $8 a month. History is like $8 a month. Netflix is 12. Disney plus will be seven. We have Hulu. And so eventually it just starts racking up, racking up. I was like, whatever, I'll just keep, so I totally went down to basics. I, I ended up saving like only, well, I guess it's a lot, 45 bucks a month. But my cable channels, like I have FX and FXX, but they won't give me access to the movies they show on there now. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, I've been, I haven't done cable in almost a decade. So it's like, I'm unfamiliar with how that, all that process even works anymore. Yeah. It's like, it's Netflix or deep Blu-rays. I mean, I would totally get rid of it if it didn't cost me more money just to have 
the streaming stuff. Because mm. um, I, I like to watch the Broncos and the Rockies and the Avalanche. And yeah, that's another thing I was so baffled about was like, how do you do live TV on a streaming like app based platform? Well, they do. I mean, I have one of the cool things that T Mobile did this year is they have MLB TV was like free for T Mobile users. Normally it's 160 bucks and you can watch out of market games. Uh, not all that. I think they have one or two games a day, but just you just pick on it. And then it basically gives you either. So like yesterday was the Reds and I forget who, but either sales so like say the Reds and Pittsburgh, they'll give you either Pittsburgh or Cincinnati's broadcast of it mm. and just stream it to you. Just at random, wherever they decide. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was confusing to be like, how do I just get like local seven? Yeah. Like where, how do you, Hulu does that now. Yeah. So like, it, yeah, you got to like sign into some other mm-hmm. platform that just has that integrated like, in it. So you're like, it's almost like a middleman. And there's a delay. Like it's, it's weird. I, I only know this because I had the Rockies game on my phone one day and I had it on the radio and there was like a 30 second delay between <laughs> what was happening on real time and then what's on my phone. Which also, because I have alerts through ESPN or whomever, so I'll get updates as like, home run, and then you'd have to wait like three pitches for it to happen. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Everybody's going to it. That's all right. Um, Blu-ray's coming out next week. Some 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 good ones. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Um, Brightburn is coming out. I really like that. I know you guys weren't as high on it as I was. It's so It's really bleak. It's very bleak. It's yeah. not a happy movie at all. There's there's really like no one to really like. Maybe Elizabeth Banks can get behind, mm-hmm. but overall, everyone's pretty shitty. Yeah, she really doesn't do anything wrong. She's torn between being a mother and being a wife, which yeah. is tough. Um, The Walking Dead, the Gleet Nine season, is also coming out. Um, A Dog's Journey, which is that the Josh Gad one? I don't. There's know. so many of these like dog movies now I yeah i swear straight. that one was like four months after another one yep uh the hustle that is the remake of dirty rotten scoundrels which you said is basically just dirty rotten scoundrels with women um yeah uh like almost too close like they they changed very little other than making them women yeah i, I haven't seen dirty rotten scoundrels in a while but it's a fun that's a fun movie it's one of those movies where you think like oh when they get the climax they're gonna like surprise you mm-hmm. and you know like this is how we did it different and it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's just, there it's there yeah uh warner archive is releasing the witches roll dolls the witches mm. which is a really i might popular, pick up that one because uh, that's hard to find yeah i think it's the first time on blu-ray maybe yeah um the biggest sure little farm DVD. is making its blu-ray debut cool that was a cute movie uh so is horror of frankenstein which is a hammer film released by uh scream factory the Buster Keaton Collection, Volume 2, Seven Chances, and The Battling Butler, if you're a fan of silent film, because he's a, he's a fun guy to watch silently. Very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very animated, which you need to be for that. And that's about it, I think. I'll just uh, breeze through these really fast in case I miss something. Uh, Billy the Kid versus Dracula is also coming out. 
I mean, after last week, I'm good with not needing to buy anything this week. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. There's a new Lego Batman movie, but those are, like, the ones they just put on straight to, straight to DVD. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, that is it. So, yeah, yeah take last, a break. <laughs> yeah, last week was brutal. <laughs> it was. Five, six Marvel movies in the same release day. Oh, it's so weird. I think the only ones that aren't on Ultra now are Doctor Strange and Guardians, the first one. And Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk's on 4K. Oh, is it? Yeah. They just don't have a steelbook of it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's only like 15 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, Gar- first Guardians and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Ant- oh, the first Ant-Man. Oh, that's right. So yeah. there's three. You are correct, my friend. Cool. Yeah, we watch movies throughout the f- week in a segment we call Movies We've Been Watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? Uh, not a lot. A uh, couple things. Let's see here. Um, well, last night, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark was playing at the Esquire, so... Um, I watched that last night, too. I know. That's what <laughs> reminded me to do it. <laughs> um... And yeah, that's great. Um, Talk about it plenty before. Um, in the middle of the week, I misplaced my camera. Oh. <laughs> um, and it turns out I left it at Zach's house because we did that um, podcast mm. the day before. But, you know, he couldn't find out if he had it until like 6 p.m. So I couldn't really do anything for a lot of the day uh, camera wise. So I was like, well, I'll go check out The Last Temptation of Christ at the Esquire. Oh. Uh, I've never seen it. Um, do you remember in The Last Temptation of Christ where Jesus was kicking all those people's asses? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's uh, Chris Farley when he's interviewing Martin Scorsese. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my reaction was, uh, this movie's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's a good nap in places. <laughs> um I got stuck in traffic, so I think I missed, like, the first 10 minutes of it. So I came in on him, like, uh, waiting for Mary Magdalene to stop fucking a bunch of guys. <laughs> um, like, a whole line of, like, 20 dudes <laughs> in a brothel, I guess. And I couldn't tell if, like, he was in line or he was just, like, he wanted to talk to her to save her. Um, but anyway, after that, it was just, like, a long string of, like, you know, the movie has, like, no good transitions. It's all, yeah. like, it just jumps to the next thing. And you're just, like, we're in this other place. And now they're, you know, like, he's hallucinating about, you know lions and fire and there's a tree and um i was like lost a lot of the time and uh you know i I will say like from an artistic standpoint it's like like the it feels big but it's very small and willem dafoe is killing it like in acting like he is in that character um but overall as you know if it just felt like i was confused and then i was like oh yeah that's a thing i heard from the bible before <laughs> like a greatest hits package was co- like being thrown at me and um and then uh just when i thought it was over um you know he, he gets nailed to the cross and then he i guess hallucinated a uh, the rest of his life if he hadn't been nailed to the cross um he grows old and has mm. children and then uh what's his name uh from Alien, the old guy, uh, John Hurt. No, the other one. He just died recently. Um, John Hurt. <laughs> John. Hurt. Oh my God, he's like a three name name. Oh well, it doesn't matter anyway. Santa Pizza Pussy. <laughs> he played like one of the trash guys in Alien. Mm, I don't remember. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, he he basically s- says, uh, you know, 
like your message was more important than you or something mm-hmm. like that. Anyway, it was just it's a weird movie. It's so weird. Like even for like uh, Scorsese, I don't consider like a weird director. Um, but I was just like, you know, it's 1988. Mm-hmm. I was like, for this to get greenlit and the controversy behind it, like I didn't, it didn't feel controversial as I was watching it. I was like, I'm sure it's because it's Scorsese why it gets greenlit. Uh, yeah, and, that, and then they turn it in, and <laughs> but like what a, the fuck? I think it's like the project after this was Goodfellas, and mm-hmm. probably what before this was probably After Hours or something. I think you're right. Yeah, so it's just you know, he's just you know more known for like crime stuff. Yeah, so f- uh, for this, it, it was just I was baffled a lot. It's interesting. Yeah, um, and hard to follow. Anyway, um, and then shoot, I think I forgot to write something down. I'll just go to Instagram because I probably posted it. That's how I remember stuff. <laughs> yeah, I saw Hob- Hobbs and Shaw, but I said that on the show that it hasn't posted yet. <laughs> I guess that was it. Yeah, that's Temptation of Christ. And Avengers. I watched Avengers again. Me too. Um, oh, the bonus, the, the, the deleted scene where uh, Rhodey is trying to is talking to Captain America about like um you know hey you you down the ship like why didn't you just jump out yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah yeah what was the other thing too that he got him for on that oh man uh like the bloopers were funny cuz they had like a a where uh <laughs> Thor in the movie says you know it's running through my veins and I think in the movie he says cheese whiz. It's cheese whiz, yeah. In the bloopers he's like funyuns. Yeah. Uh, like five or six other things. Yeah. Like one of the other things was like just depression or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that Captain America one is like brilliant because he totally calls out like, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't have to, you didn't have to nosedive that. <laughs> yeah. Or what was it like? It had a bomb on it, so it wasn't near anybody. So. Yeah, basically just amounting to like you didn't have to nosedive it and then get trapped in the basically ice for poking holes in like yeah. <laughs> stories. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, and uh, the commentary track is pretty insightful. Is I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, it's uh, um, I mean, there's there's nothing that stands out too much. That was like like oh wow, like that's a surprise. But just hearing both the writers and both directors kind of explain the movie, it's just it's a nice peek into how films are made and. Uh, what the, actually the writers explain a lot of um, like really poignant stuff that they you know they, they really like thought a lot of this out like really well yeah um, from a story structure st- standpoint that's pretty fast yeah because I amazing. heard they told Downey that they were going to kill him in like 2015 so they were building up to that for a long time yeah um, shoot there's actually now that I think about it, there was something about like I think Robert Downey Jr. that because you know, eventually when they get to the the gauntlet part and he does mm-hmm. the snap, they talk about, um, you know, it was it was shot in January of this year, and he came back, you know, to do the reshoot yeah. and everything, and like I can't imagine that movie going out without him having that Iron Man. Is line. that weird? Yeah, like I how close he... we were to having that just be like a snap only. Because wasn't that line improvised too by him? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I think they said uh, the editor was like, you know had the cut together and just like it just needs something here like why can't you just say i don't know i am iron man and that's how that's pretty he did it yeah it's you amazing. know when i watched it again i forgot how much every time i watch it, i'm just moved you know and it's you know three hours long but it's you're really watching three films you're watching 
the grief part. The grief part of them trying to figure out what to do. Uh, then, you know, the time hopping part. And actually, I really wanted to point Scarlett Johansson is really good in this movie because she's depressed. She's depressed. And then she stops being depressed when she's on a mission. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I was thinking, I said, that's an interesting character choice where she's only happy doing the mission. And that's why I think her sacrifice made the most sense um, for her as a character because after they do this when what does she have and you know she she can't let hawkeye do it because why is he fighting to bring his family back yeah and um it's that scene is so good yeah um, and in the commentary too they talk about like they acknowledge like yeah she didn't get her to do at the end of the movie but they also knew she was going to be on a you know get her own movie so yeah. it's really about focusing on robert danny jr's death so well i mean he's the reason the marvel universe exists so <laughs> yeah oh that's why i also watched iron man Nice. We watch Iron Man again because the 4K, yeah. And, you know, the finale I always rag on as being kind of hokey, um, but I actually didn't mind it this yeah, time you know, around. It's interesting because I, I think it was last year, maybe the year, yeah, it was last year, I started watching them in order, and Iron Man 2 is better if you watch Iron Man than the Incredible Hulk and then Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. And... Yeah. um. And I, th- I don't think The Incredible Hulk's a bad film. It's just there. It's, yeah, it's, it feels out of place for me because, like, one, the characters don't look the, like the rest of the MCU. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they have this fight on a college campus, which is, like, I'm, it, it wasn't as, like, like there's a lot of shootings right now. Yeah, but, yeah, even <laughs> in then, public though, places, I mean, why would Banner go to a college campus? I mean, just, I know he's trying to get help from Betsy, but. Yeah, but it's it's, like. It it just feels like they were allowed to shoot there because they couldn't shoot anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and then uh, the story like doesn't really affect other than the tag scene. It doesn't really connect. Yeah. I mean, really only because Robert Downey Jr. ties it all together. Yeah. So, uh, but also, uh, also the like the first Iron Man. There's like stuff in the beginning of the movie. That is a gray world. Oh, it's a little controller. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. A little yeah. stress ball. <laughs> Better than breaking your own controller. But there's like stuff in the beginning of the Iron Man movie, like little details that I you know, didn't really pay attention mm-hmm. enough that pay off later. Um yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's why I watched this week. Yeah, I really just rewatched stuff. I cuz I've been watching so many Cary Grant films and they're all great and I'm not going to but you know every once in a while you're like, man, I just need to see something that's, you know, 80 minutes that's just mean so I, I watched terrifier i got it on blu-ray because uh, the blu-ray has sweet reverse cover art to it and it has a commentary and a making of and then one of the making ofs is applying the makeup and i always think that stuff's fascinating i love watching that stuff um and the commentary is pretty good um they talk about they made that movie for a hundred thousand dollars and uh they put I can't, I can't remember the exact numbers i think seventy thousand. did you you watched it right mm. Oh, there's a part. I watched the movie, but I didn't yeah. watch it. Yeah. So in the part where uh, Art saws that woman in half, it was like mm-hmm. 70000 of their $100,000 budget because they had to make the the cast of her. They had to add the blood and guts to it. They probably made a, multiple ones, too, in case something went wrong. Yeah. yeah. So um, and, as, and I started doing some research. So they, they're going to start filming Terrifier 2, which because that one did so or well. Or three? <laughs> Technically part three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one did so well that they actually got funding for it, but then they went on Indiegogo because they need $200,000 for one scene. And they ended up raising like 500000 or oh, something. Um, 
something crazy, or they needed a hundred thousand and they raised two hundred thousand. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, it's, so it's a, it's a fun movie. Um, I mean, it's really mean because um, yeah, it, I mean, it's not for people that the acting is okay, but I think the villain's really cool in it, and the makeup effects are awesome. Definitely re- really creepy villain. Yeah. yeah, the story is meh, but yeah, but I mean, you know, and it is brutally. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, you got to be prepared because it's not nice. Um, I uh, rewatch Indiana Jones and the um, or just Raiders of Lost Ark because Kellen wanted to watch an adventure <laughs> movie, and another film too. Just like Avengers, it moves really fast mm-hmm. because you know I'm watching it and go, oh, this is fun. Oh man, he's already getting can eat the poison dates. <laughs> oh man, he's already you know on the truck. Yeah, and then yep, you're at the end. Have we ever figured out why he knows to close his eyes at the end? Um, I don't I, know. That, like, I was trying to... Because going into it, I was, I was trying to look at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. it feels that, like something that would... Like, in the, yeah, I was thinking about that, too, because in the... I don't know what call it, the picture, I guess. Yeah, he shows the like uh, CIA guys the, mm-hmm. the, the drawing of yeah. Ark of the Covenant with the, the... He calls it lightning shooting out of it. Yeah, I don't... I, I gotta go back. I wonder if there's people in that picture that aren't looking at it or something. Yeah, I, like the only thing I think of is that he figured because he described his lightning shooting out. He's mm-hmm. like, "Well, I don't want lightning get get in my yeah, eyes." Yeah, so. or he's. I mean, obviously, he's a smart and he researches a lot. Maybe he just. Yeah, but it feels like something you would tell the audience ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So, but maybe if you told the audience, it'd give it away. But I feel like enough time would, if it was really in the beginning of the movie, enough time would pass that it just feels like like ar- just arbitrary. Yeah, like way to know. get out of the movie. Now I got. I've seen the movie so many times, and I'm gonna have to go back and really. And then how would you know to like when to open your eyes? Because like yeah. yeah, it's quiet, but you don't know. Yeah, like you know, what's still going on? A lot on. of times, I think Spielberg does things just for cinematic purposes. Mm. Uh, he said that on Jaws um, because you know shooting a tank isn't going to make the shark explode. But in um, in the original story, the shark drowns when he's trying to eat Hooper in the cage, and yes. Spielberg says that's boring. Yeah, so. Maybe he's just like that's just thinking about it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and so maybe he's thought said, you know, maybe it'd be fun if they can't look at it and because you know why don't the other guys melt? You know, they get the lightning bolt shot through them. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But the movie's really fun. Well, I figured, uh, like Belloc, like at the at the arc, it's mm-hmm. like a giant fireball, so they're melting because oh, okay. they're right next oh, to yeah, it. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And there was something at the beginning too. I was like, how does they explain that away? But anyway. It's one of those movies where it doesn't matter. Yeah, you just. Well, I was just thinking about like it's you know it's it's regarded like some people treat it like this this perfect movie, mm-hmm. but like I also like Last Crusade more because mm-hmm. it does seem to connect all those dots better, like with the puzzles. You know, it's yeah. not as arbitrary. You know, it's hard because the thing with um, I love about Indiana Jones is all his movies are great. I, actually, I think I think I have the most fun watching Temple of Doom, which nobody does. <laughs> um, I just I just like the sinister part to it, and I kind of like. Um, Jones being kind of a jerk <laughs> and he's, he's a jerk in that movie. And I kind of like where he's just all business and, um, but yeah, I, I think, I mean, Raiders is such an iconic movie and yeah, it's it, done wise. Like, Oh, it's, like that whole truck chase is incredible. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, that movie is, like I said, you know, it's I don't, maybe two hours. Is it two? It has to be two hours. Yeah. But it moves so fast and you know, you forget, whoa. And you know, I you know you forget little moments in the film like I love uh, when they get on the ship and then the Nazis show up and then the the crew says I can't find Doctor Jones 
there he is and he's on like the submarine and everyone cheers yeah. that's, that's another thing how does he get inside the submarine who knows yeah like the, the that's the other thing uh yeah he he reappears like in that like under mm-hmm. under the island tunnel or whatever mm-hmm. and he's all wet so i just have to assume that he held on to the outside <laughs> the whole time i guess the submarine didn't submerge yeah um, so yeah. I think it's one of it might be if we watch more serials, maybe it's kind of like a nod to that where the hero just shows up and Yeah. But, you sure know, there's also like funny things where he you know, he knocks out the first Nazi and the uh uniform doesn't fit him. Yeah. And then he has to <laughs> knock out the other one. Um it's just fun. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. And and the last thing I watched was Freddy versus Jason. Mm. Um the anniversary of that. Yeah, the anniversary of it, sixteen years. And that's another I've watched all these movies that move by it like a really quick clip. I think that one's only 86 minutes and I mean, it's balls to the wall and I never really noticed it before until after I watched, um, crystal Lake memories and the writer of it, uh, well, it was written by Damon Swift and Mark Shannon, something like that, or my, might have him backwards, but David Goyer was brought in to streamline it. And you can tell because it goes from killings to exposition to killings to exposition to killings. So basically, it's exposition, set piece, exposition, set piece. And I was thinking, it's like, that's the only way you can make this film work because their universes are so different and trying to put them together is... But I still have so much fun watching that movie. Yeah. Um, there's some really cheesy parts in it. Um, but when it, when it culminates on the fight in Crystal Lake, is makes everything worth it. Yeah. Um, and even though it's weird that Freddy Krueger knows like Kung Fu. Yeah. It, yeah. You just let it go. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's just fun there. You know, there's parts when, when Freddy's hacking up Jason with his own machete and bits of flying off Jason. And, <laughs> I, and when they get stabbed, it's just fountains of blood shooting. Out I, know. Of them. I mean, it's so like dorky Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then also uh, like, that's awesome when Jason pushes Freddy through like all the, the windows on the side <laughs> yeah. of the cabin. And uh, then he gets out and he throws them. I don't know how far yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's fun. Um, you know, th- that's the one movie though I don't like the f word in it, not fuck. Yeah, but uh, the homophobic one. Yeah, the homophobic one because that one is just not right. It's so out of place. It's out of place, and I and the Crystal Lake memories. I guess that was ad libbed. Yeah, and um, the writers were not happy about <laughs> it. Um, and I'm surprised they let it get through. Yeah, I guess the editor left it in. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, just ignore forever. that part and just watch them fight. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a fun movie. That's all I watched this week. Cool. Uh, this week, we went and saw Good Boys. Brad, should people see Good Boys? Oh, my God. <laughs> you should go see Good Boys. This movie is so funny. And uh, afterwards, I was like, this is a live-action South Park. Um, that's the best way to describe it for me because um, it, it, it's, it moves really fast. It's quick. But like it, There's never like a dull moment. Um, and it's weird that it rides this line of the kids are naive about a lot of stuff, but they're like, their dialogue is also very adult in places. Um, and the kids are great in it. They're like fantastic. Um, like with all this uh, crazy adult humor, um, it's, it's so much fun. Like I'll probably see it a bunch of more times. Yeah, I agree. I, I had lots of fun watching this movie. Uh, you know, it's a funny thing cause my wife doesn't really go see comedies. Uh, she, she likes depressing stuff. And about two weeks ago, she sent me a text message says we need to see this and she sent me a picture of the poster. I go, "Really? <laughs> My wife wants to see this." But yeah, it's um it's really fun. Um the kids in it are really great. Um and there is you touched on it and what I love about it is they're using these words but they don't 
it's like the Princess Bride. You keep saying these words, but I don't think you you know what they mean. Yeah. Because it's just for, cool for them to cuss, and they don't understand why they're cussing. Uh, they just do. Yeah. And yeah, all the kids are pretty on point in the in the movie. Even like the Ansel, like the side kids. Um, I forget. I forget a lot of their names. Like, there's just so much humor going on. I couldn't keep up yeah. with like remembering a lot of things. I think Soren was his name. Yeah, Soren. Oh yeah, the cool Asian kid. <laughs> yeah, he's basically like a gangster, but um, yeah, he, he just seems like so adult and so tough. Mm-hmm. But he's like this little sharpie <laughs> kid. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the movie is that. And then um, you know, their their uh, their foils are these two girls who are trying to get and... drugs. I forget the other one. Here's a trailer for Good Boys. As you know, I am one of the producers on your movie, Good Boys. Those were vases. Anyway, you guys cannot watch the trailer for your own movie. What? Are you serious? Are you kidding? You're too young. But we've seen your movies, like super bad. You saw that movie? It has not aged well. Guess you filmed it before black people existed, huh? I'm from Canada. We've also seen Sausage Party. You saw Sausage Party? You made a cartoon. That's on you, dude. Did you like it? Eh, it was okay. I fell asleep. Well, you know what? I was going to make some calls and see what I could do, but now, fuck y'all. We're in sixth grade now. We need to start doing sixth grade things. I know what cocaine is. Annabelle, get the fuck out of here. Be my voice only, you little shit. Annabelle's been watching Dateline. She now knows what cocaine is. Hi. Oh, oh my God! God! What the fuck? Let me be a beanbag boy. I'll grow a tiny penis like Thor's. Tonight is our first middle school party. There's gonna be girls there. You know what that means? Drama. No kissing. I'm out. I'm guessing you're not the popular kids in school. You do not want to go to Soren's party not knowing how to kiss. Hey, Stranger Things, go fuck yourself! I have an idea. Type kissing. Are you 18 or older? Mm. Oh! Ew. How many husbands does she have? <laughs> the guy didn't even know how to kiss. He was just licking that woman's asshole. You want to kiss an asshole, Max? Nope. Y'all just moving down the teacher. I hope the message. We could spy on my neighbor. She's a total nymphomaniac. She starts fires? No, she's a nymphomaniac. Someone who has sex on land and sea. Oh, no! This is how we get the drone back. You took my bag. Don't get any closer! Oh my god, there's Molly in there. You had us bring drugs to a fucking playground? Yeah, do keep it 3D so I know you We need to get rid of the drugs. We can throw it in the forest. It's a sex drug. What if a fox? eats it and tries to fuck a squirrel it'll kill him uh, live and learn no time to burn everything that i got i earn if you don't get to that party i'll die <laughs> i'm fine i'll just live here you guys are little badasses stop treating us like kids we're tweens we know how things work and indoor swing what are you doing that swing is for sexing People do sex on it. We still don't know how to kiss. Your parents have a CPR doll. We can practice kissing on that. Stop! You should never kiss someone without their permission. May I kiss you? What do you like about me? You're sweet. You smell good. You're a really pretty CPR doll. I consent.
I don't remember her friend's name. I did laugh really hard when she ran, started chasing him, yeah. T Terminator style T one thousand. Yeah, because um, they even have a really funny shot where um, which boy is it? Uh, I think it's. I don't remember the kids' names either. Yeah, well, one was Max. Max Lucas might be right. Um, anyways, oh no, it was like Thor. Thor was this kid who sings. Yeah. Um. Sippy cup. Sippy cup. <laughs> he, took, really kid? he took three drinks, um, three sips. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So one's Lucas. And yeah, so it's Max, Lucas, and Thor. Um, Max is Jacob Tremblay. Um, Tremblay. And uh, Lucas is Keith Williams, who's really funny. Like yeah. the, the little black kid in it. <laughs> who's <laughs> such a straight arrow. Like he loves <laughs> yeah. the law. Yeah, because I, I love drugs. when everyone tries to lie. <laughs> and uh, when they go, so in the movie, oh, Will Forte is oh, amazing right in this the gate, movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know I have to love you, but I do not like you. Because <laughs> <laughs> he messes with his drone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, in the movie, they're trying to figure out how to kiss girls at a party. So they take the, his dad's drone and it gets captured by these girls. And while they're talking to the girls, <laughs> because at first they, <laughs> I love this. He goes, we were filming turtles and it got away from us. And then it's they so go, cool. Oh. You like turtles. Yeah. And then the, uh, that Lucas boy goes, no, we were looking at spying on you to kiss. And he just says exactly what's happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's great. And uh, yeah, so they end up stealing their purse that has drugs in it and they want them back. So they get involved with trying to get stitching school, um, trying to buy drugs from a fraternity. Well, they initially, the drone, they try to get the, yeah, the girls steal the drone. They steal their drugs. They try to do a handoff, and then the boys oh, try to right. double-cross them. But then in the process of double-crossing the girls, he breaks the drone. <laughs> that's right. And so they have to go buy a new one, and then they have to go get money for the drone. Because <laughs> I also love, too, their little thing where... uh the Lucas kid says, you brought drugs to us, playground. And they say, we got to do this. And so their rationale is saving the community and getting their drone back. Yep. <laughs> it's amazing. And the girls are like, well, you're, you're the ones who actually have the drugs on you. So we'll just tell them that you're the dealers. <laughs> um, yeah. And so they have to, they have to go get money to buy a new drone. So they go back to the house and try to sell like their, their <laughs> prized right. magic card, I guess. Yeah. And then, uh, Steve Mer- Marsh- Merchant. Merchant. Yeah. yeah. Comes by and, <laughs> Uh, you know, they think he's a, they treat him like a pedophile, even though he's just a huge nerd. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they won't sell him the, the card after all, but then he gets interested in the sex doll. <laughs> yeah. Their CPR doll. Yeah, their CPR doll. Um, <laughs> the kid kisses and takes a pube yeah. out of his mouth. <laughs> so he buys that instead. And oh my God, when they get to the highway <laughs> and he caused that, caused that crash. And then Steven Merchant <laughs> shows up again and the doll goes through the windshield and they yep. think that it's a real woman who died. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I, I yeah, it's so funny. And then they they give the drugs to a police guy. And yeah, they try like, to sell them back with gummies. A police guy is like he's done for the yeah, day. He's like, he's like, Leave like, me alone. Yeah. <laughs> um. He yeah. tries to. He steals a beer. Hides <laughs> <laughs> in his pants. <laughs> I have a big dick. <laughs> uh. Yeah. There's a beer in here, but I also have a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that part too, uh, you know, Max and Lucas are talking and he says, now just pretend we're just normal guys and we're laughing. Ha ha ha. And then the <laughs> cop looks at him and says, he's, I fucking us. Okay. We have drugs on us. <laughs> and now Lucas kid just freaks out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 
awesome. And yeah. then I, I love when they go to the fraternity to buy more drugs. Oh my for gosh. Them. And they said, and Luke is the only one who looks like he's in college. And he says, I'm not selling kids to a baby except for you. I'll sell you an econ. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We're jumping around so much because it's, yeah, it's just it's so insane. fast and random. Um, uh, but kind of like the main part of the story is if it just boils down to, uh, these kids that started, I think sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like I love the lines in the car where the girls are talking about them. Like, so you guys are still friends, huh? And then, uh, they, you know, basically allude to the fact like, you know, you won't be friends forever, but they don't understand that. Yeah. Um, and by the end of the movie, they kind of find ways to drift apart. <laughs> yeah, because even the montage at the end of the movie is amazing. Dude, Max's montage <laughs> yeah, where he gets with the girl. the greatest She ever. dumps him. <laughs> he gets with the girl who is trying to hook them up in the first place, and then she dumps him, and then those two girls get together. <laughs> <laughs> it plays out. Uh, it's so sad happens, every time. And he's crying, and then he's happy. And then it shows those two girls walking hand in hand, and it cuts in him, and he's just bawling inside. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. This movie's awesome. And then eventually, he finds like a completely different girlfriend who like completely controls his life. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Good. Oh, and uh, remember the little sister that just randomly shows yeah. up? Poor sister. Yeah. yeah. And it's a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. I know how what cocaine does. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sex swing. People do sexing on it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I had lots of fun with this movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you should definitely go see it. Totally. I know we totally jumped all over the place and it's hard to describe comedies, but it is freaking amazing. Uh, I had lots of fun and my wife liked it. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Next week we're seeing hide and seek or what's the ready or not ready or not. So yeah, I think that's the one we're seeing. Um, yeah. Each time I see the trailer, it looks better better for me. Yeah. So it should be fun. So I saw a red band trailer for it. Um, before Good Boys at Alamo. Is there a green one? Because all I've ever seen is people being murdered in that trailer. Yeah, so the Red Band one is, um, there's like fucks in it. Because, yeah, it's pretty much the same, except they don't edit out the fucks. Mm. So the Green Band has like arrows going to people's eyes? Uh, It cuts a little quicker, too. Uh, And then they recolor the blood in the green one, or it's black. And then on the Red Band, it looks like blood. Um, So, yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. I heard it's good. So we'll check that out. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to a short episode of Real Nerds Podcast. We're efficient this week. Yeah, when it's Knocked only it out. Eh, it's only two of us, you know. Yeah. And, you know, Zach's not rambling, then we're good to go. <laughs> we're not wasting time with silly jokes. Yeah. Yeah, um, we're, we're getting Zach, right to it. Zach's in uh, New Hampshire filming. Oh, yeah. So we can make fun of him because he Well, he's pre-productioning. Yeah, pre-production. Because yeah. he can't defend himself, so he yeah. can fuck himself. Let's talk more shit about him. Totally. We got seven minutes. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> fuck you, Zach. <laughs> yeah, you filmmaking piece of shit yeah yeah way to follow your dreams to to (laughs) new hampshire you fucking asshole yeah where'd you get the money for that ticket yeah rich boy yeah (laughs) sucking dicks at the truck stop (laughs) it looks like he wants in on this yeah and and uh, as soon as we start making fun of zach kellen's like wait a minute i have something damn son that's a kellen's being really mean to zach right now Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. 
Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout-out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening, and have a nice day.